Hello, and welcome to the June 4th episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Miranda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world, all in around six minutes. This week, we bring you news on recent investment in renewable energy in Angola, new local content legislation in Senegal and the government's sustainable development strategy in Equatorial Guinea, and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Diana, over to you. Thank you, Luis. We start off this week's episode with news from Angola, where the government has launched a tender for the implementation and management of the strategic food reserve. The contract, valid for a period of three years, will also comprise the management and dynamization of the reserve supporting facilities, which include the 15 grain storage silos listed in the privatization program. The tender is open to both national and foreign companies, who have until the 10th of June to submit their proposals. Also in Angola, NENBP announced that they have entered into a non-binding memorandum of understanding to engage in detailed discussions on combining their upstream portfolios in Angola, including all their oil, gas and LNG interests in the country. The new company would benefit from the competencies and personnel of both NENBP and is expected to be self-funded. The company's combined efforts should bring significant opportunities for them to jointly boost future developments and operations, both in Angola and regionally. The Angolan national fuel company Sonangal and partners Eni and Total are investing close to 84 million US dollars in two renewable energy projects in southern Angola, with production expected by 2022. The Kilemba photovoltaic project has a capacity of 37 megawatts that may be increased to 80 megawatts, while the Karakulo project has a capacity of 25 megawatts with a possibility to reach 50 megawatts. In addition to these projects, also as part of the transition to renewable energy production, Sanangal is already planning its future research center in the province of Kwanzaa Sul. In Cape Verde, the new government took office last week continuing to be led by Prime Minister Ulisse Kouré Silva. The head of the government pointed out that the most immediate objectives of the new legislature are to reach this year's goal of having 70% of the population vaccinated against COVID-19, to relaunch tourism and to achieve a relief of the country's foreign debt, given the extraordinary costs caused by the pandemic. Meanwhile, Gabon is seeking to join the Commonwealth, with the Kigali Summit in Rwanda looming on the horizon. Gabon has launched a campaign to join the 54 member states of the Commonwealth, claiming advantages on the diplomatic, economic and commercial fronts. Among the benefits listed by the presidency, Gabon's membership in the Commonwealth offers a chance for the country to take advantage of an external market of 2 billion consumers, as well as the possibility to profit from the Commonwealth Fund for technical cooperation. In Equatorial Guinea, the government has recently adopted a national strategy for sustainable development, the Equatorial Guinea 2035 Agenda. This process is aimed at reducing the country's dependency on the oil industry by improving its social and economic climate, thereby attracting foreign investment. Within this strategy, the government has also created the National Development Agency of Equatorial Guinea whose goal is, among others, to facilitate partnerships and dialogues with regional and international development institutions, as well as assist in the creation of development policies. 
Over in Mozambique, the reconstruction of 43 public infrastructures destroyed by the cyclones Idai and Kenneth will begin within days. The works, financed by the World Bank at around 60 million US dollars, will cover health units, schools, bridges, roads, and others, having a direct impact on citizens' lives. Meanwhile, Mozambique's Minister of Mineral Resources and Energy met with the British Minister for Investment. The two discussed matters relating to Mozambique's promising energy sector as the country looks to capitalize on a clean growth transition. The meeting further showcased both countries' continuing efforts to work together to achieve sustainable economic development, as the current business between the UK and Mozambique reaches £482 million. In Europe, Lightsource BP, a subsidiary of BP Portugal, will invest €900 million Euros in solar energy in Portugal over the next six years and is expected to create more than 3,000 jobs. The company has signed a co-development partnership with local company InSun aimed at the construction of five large-scale solar projects. According to Lightsource BP, once operationalized, these projects will run for the following 30 years contributing to the creation of long-term economic development opportunities in addition to local renewable energy production. There's also a focus on the tourism sector marked by the launch of the Plan for Tourism, recently presented by the Portuguese government, who is looking to triple the sector's revenue by 2027. In order to achieve this goal of 27 million euros in revenue, the government has promised an investment of over 6 million euros, made mainly by Banco de Fomento. The plan will focus on debt restructuring, as well as financing options for companies in the sector, for which it will count on the cooperation of the banking sector. Still in the Iberian Peninsula, a new high-speed train will connect the north of Portugal to neighboring Galicia. The project that will require a 900 million euro investment is set to start in 2025, connecting Braga to the border and eventually Braga to Oporto. On the table is also the possibility of an Oporto-Lisbon connection connecting Vigo to the Portuguese capital, thus reinforcing the idea of an Atlantic axis and facilitating relations between Portugal and Spain. In the Democratic Republic of the Congo, the government is looking for investors for its fishing industry. The country's fisheries potential is estimated at more than 700,000 tons of annual production, which includes marine fishing, inland fishing and aquaculture. This aptitude is mainly linked to the DRC's vast hydrographic network and its favorable topography. Following the negative impact that the COVID-19 pandemic is having in the DRC's economy, the IMF is granting the Central African country 1.5 billion US dollar financing plan. Key measures under the program should focus on creating fiscal space for much-needed investment and social spending straightening the monetary framework and financial supervision, and improving economic governance and transparency. In Senegal, a number of important pieces of legislation aimed at supplementing the industry-specific local content legal framework applicable to oil and gas activities were recently published. One of the new statutes establishes the general responsibilities of the National Local Content Monitoring Committee, including coordinating the preparation of the local content strategy, promoting and supervising the proper implementation of the local content development policy, ensuring compliance with obligations and measures, and issuing mandatory guidelines on local content matters. We hope you enjoy this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. 
We will be back with you in two weeks' time with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. Please join us then for more news from the 19 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. If you have time, also drop by our website or LinkedIn page, where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Diana Teodoro from our Lisbon office and Luís Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.